So, last week and the week before, we discussed various inyanim to do. Two weeks ago, we discussed about Kriya Satera. And last week, we discussed about the Haftarah. Um, um, so, today, I'm going to recap a couple of things from the past two weeks and continue a bit more about the Haftarah. So, So let's talk a start from there. Um, there's two, we mentioned this briefly, but let's recap that. There's two, the, the Mishnah says that the one who gets maftir, he is the one who is peiris al-shema, and he is the one who is over the fnei ateva. Peiris al-shema means he is, according to most Mepharshim, peiris al-shema means that he is the, he is the chazan for birchus kriyashma and kriyashma. And even if they are means that he's the chazan for Shmonasra. Even though Shmonasra, we're talking about chakras, right? Even though Shmonasra usually is before Kriya Satayra, but they knew who was going to get Mafter, and that person should have for the Ahmed. Why? So the Gemara says two reasons. Mishum Kavid and Mishum either because to respect him or because to avoid arguments. And the way Rashi understands the Gemara, and this is the way the Mishnah Brura says, and this is the way Rabbi Shalom says, understood, is that because Maftir is not such a big covet, we could give Maftir even to somebody who's under Bar Mitzvah. So to compensate having given him only such an honor as Maftir and not a regular one of the seven Kruim Aliyas, so we give him the honor of davening for the honor. However, there is another understanding. The Rambam seems to imply that the... That, that, that it's almost the opposite is true. That Hamas Mitzvah the Gemara type of thing. Um, let me read it. Rosh Hashanah. Mishum Kavod Hatzibur. Mishum Kavod Hatzibur. Mishum Kavod Hatzibur because of the Kavod Hatzibur. In other words, the Kavod Hatzibur. Everyone knows what that means. Yeah, should be the same individual carrying out all of these tasks. And it's appropriate that's you know it's appropriate for one person to be doing all of the things that is the covet at Now, so according to the Rambam, perhaps one could suggest that there's nothing degrading about getting maftir and after. Um, now, the fact is that in most, I don't know anything about Sfardim and Hagim, but at least in Ashkenazi communities, I can say that in virtually all Ashkenazi communities, the most chashav aliyah is maftir. By the Polish Achsidim less so than others, but even there. <coughs> yes, but for example, by many Achsidim, the Minag is that if you have the yard site on Shabbos, so then you don't get Mafti, you get one of the seven Kruim. Right? But, um, <coughs> like, Kalman uh, said, Kalman, right? Yeah. Kalman said that people pay a lot more money for Mafti. So, that's the bit. Now, I had another question which was bothering me for a long time. And that is like this. The Mishnah says, there's a din in the Mishnah, the Maftir is the one who is Kuris al Shema and Ayyad of Neateh. But now, Kuris al Shema, we don't necessarily have such a thing nowadays because nowadays everyone says Birchus Krishna and Krishna together. But Ayyad of Neateh means he's the person who damns for the Abdan and Chazar Sashat. This is a Mishnah, Stam Mishnah, with no one arguing on it. And yet, none of the poskim, not the Rambam, not the Torah, not the Shulchan Aruch, nobody brings this halacha at all. Nobody mentions it. Vahila um, Pella, it's a very strange thing. Now, I can't say I found a fully satisfactory answer to myself, but I found here, with the help of modern technology, a sefer called Nefesh Chaya, not to be confused with Nefesh Chaya from Abruva Margolius, which is a very famous... <laughs> this is Nefesh Chaya from someone called Rabbi Sorolanda, who I don't know anything about. Um, 
And he asks this question. He says, I don't understand. Why is this din not? That why is this din that the person who gets master is the one who's Stavon Salam and not brought in any of the Paskim? <coughs> It's a Mishnah that's not brought in any of the Paskim. He tries to say, he wants to suggest that it could be because whatever the, however you understand the reason, be it the Rambam's understanding or Rashi's understanding, um, the, um, nowadays, he says, the Minhag is that every shul has a Chazan Kavua. So if you have a Chazan Kavua, if you have a fixed Chazan that's going to down for the Ahmed, um, so then you don't have any of the other considerations because nobody's going to get into fight with each other, nobody's going to feel um, uh, that it's disrespectful to the community um, if, if somebody else does different jobs, because this is, this, is, this, this is the minak that everyone has a chaz and kavua. Personally, I don't find that reason, that reason very... Uh, I don't find this a, a very satisfactory answer. First of all, it still doesn't explain... I mean, it's very strange that a Mishnah with no... Uh, shouldn't be brought in any of the Paskim. And it's not, it's not true. Many shuls don't have a chazan kavua. So our and, little custom of uh, so package our, deal has right. some basis to it. Well, so no, our custom... We have a chazan picker like him with Shabbos. Right, so our... We'll but, 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 uh, so many shuls have the minhag, as the maftir is the musaf. Now, I, I just off the cuff, I haven't researched this at all. But... Some people, and it's brought, I believe, in Sefer Amin Hagen, that it's not our custom, but some people have a custom that the Musaf before, in the Shabbat, the Musaf on Shabbos before yard site, you daven for the Amid. So, like the Polish Chassidim, besides davening for the Amid on the yard site, they daven for the Amid the Musaf on the Shabbos before, and Mairiv on the Matzah Shabbos before. And by some of them, Mairiv on the Matzah Shabbos before is even more important than davening on the yard site. Because the Mairiv on the Matzah Shabbos before is the yard site of the Neshama Yaseira. So, so, so it could. It, so, so, but but there's another minhag that you get mafter on the Shabbos before your outside. So it could be that the minhag of doing mafter and musaf package deal came because there was a minhag to get mafter on the Shabbos before the outside, and there was a minhag to get musaf before the outside. But it's also very possible and perhaps likely that it's somewhat related to this mishnah that hamafter is the one who's over the fneatim. Okay, that is that. Now another thing we spoke about when it comes to. Um, Helening, let's go back two weeks to Kriya Satoira, is about when we correct the Balkaira. And basically we had three shittas. One shitta was the the most makal shitta was a Sefer Amani who says that you never correct because even if it's something which completely changes the meaning of the words, it doesn't matter. And he has a medrash to rely on, to rely on, and he says that it's not good to correct because it will embarrass the Balkaira. So according to the Maril, the, sorry, the Sefer Amanik, you never have to correct. Um, obviously, if the Balkaira doesn't, is not going to be embarrassed, if the Balkaira asks you to correct him, then perhaps... It would seem the Masif Amanik would also agree that it's a good thing to do. Um, but you never have to correct him at all. And and even though we don't paskin like the Sefer Hamanik, but it's sometimes reassuring, sometimes you're in a place where the Balkaira is so bad and it's not possible to correct him, and you know. So at least sometimes it's a reassuring. You have something to rely on. There is one opinion that it's okay. Then you have the other extreme opinion is the Rambam. The Rambam says that every talking about trap or even or words. Everything, everything. Even the, the word is right. We wrong. don't pass connect to say Ramanic, but there is such an no. opinion. On the other extreme you have the Rambam, which is how the Mahabur Paskin, so this is the this is the halacha for Sfardim, that you have to correct everything. Um, now you have to correct everything, even a diktok kal. Now what what would the Rambam hold about trap? <coughs> So the mice of the Sfardi Poskim, Rambavadi Yosef, and others are makal. They say that if something makes a mistake in a word, even if it doesn't change the meaning, you have to correct. But if somebody mistaken trap, not nishkeferach. But it's it. It would seem that at least that that's the way they paskin. Fair enough. But at least the Rambam's opinion would seem to have been understood by many uh, that it means even the slightest tiktok, even in trap. And I mentioned, I believe, um, last week or two weeks ago, that in Brisk, they would correct even on, on, the, on, on the very slightest mistakes. And even in the Haftarah, and our Abshalom asked last week, and I pointed out that the Alter Rebbe says that the Chiyuv to listen and to hear the Haftarah is equal to the Chiyuv of hearing the Laining. 
And therefore, according to this opinion, and we'll see soon how we pass can also, if someone makes a mistake in the Haftarah, he, ha- he has to be corrected. Now, according to the Rambam, even if somebody makes a mistake in the trap of the Haftarah, he would have to be corrected. I just want to read you here a, sikha, a short snippet of a sikha of the Friedrich Rebbe. This is a sikha in Tuf Reish Tzadikva, which is 1936, I believe, 1936. It says, the, the Rabbeim were very strongly uh, makbid, they were very careful in every single Kriya Satera, Monday, Thursday, Shabbos, Mincha, to have a Koyan Levi and Yisrael, right? Um, there are some there are some some places where the minag is that there's no such thing in the base Menachem we don't have a shortage of the vim but in many places there are and there's no such thing as 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 um, there's no such thing as please right, it, the more I'm I'm a light concentrator and the more things going on the difficult the more difficult it is for me to retain my train of thought um, so there's no such thing as bim koim levi. So if there's a, a Koyen and no Yisrael, and no Levi, so then the, the Koyen goes out and you just do three Yisraelim. So there's various Menhagim. But the Rabbeim, the Fidik Rabbi says, the Rabbeim were very marked with there should be by every leaning a Koyen, a Levi, and a Yisrael. But if there's no by the way, if there's no Koyen, there's no, there's no, there's no, there's no, you don't have to give a Levi first. If there's no Koyen, you can give the first one to Yisrael. The only reason we give a Levi second is because the Levi is supposed to come after a Koyen. But there's no reason for the Levi to come before it. You can't give a levy later, but yeah. Oh, you can give a levy later? You can't give a levy later. I know, that's what I told the Yemenites in the Elad. They said, what? Anyway, then he says that the the Rabbeim were also very strong Makhmed, that they should be, that the the Balkaira should be a good Balkaira, and to be perfect with the trap. And Reb Shalom Herst, Gans oft had getroffen as the Balkriya was had gehat a toes in einer von die Tamiya Kriya had bedarft ibezogen dem Wort und amola halben oder a ganze Posuch. Very often it happened that the Balkaira made a mistake in the trap, in one of the trap, and he had to repeat, the Rabbeim made him repeat the word and sometimes a half or a whole Posuch. Right? So it seems that the Rebbe didn't mix into these type of things, right? The Rebbe never corrected the Balkaira or anything like that, but it seems that by the previous Rabbeim, they were very strong Makhbid on the, even though the Ramah doesn't pass like the Rambam, they were Makhbid on the Shitta of the Rambam as it, not the way it's understood by Rabbi Vadi Yosef, but the Shittas of Rambam as it is um, the Pashtas, that even the smallest deal can drop is, 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 um, is, is important. And even though we pass on Ashkenaz and Paschal like the Ramah, it would seem that the reason the Rabbi were Makhbid on the Rambam is because of Pipnimis and Yonim, of Pikabola, um, these things are very, very important. Um, now, going back to the Haftorah. Yeah, let's do it in that order. Let's go back to the Haftorah. Don't say anything about the Haftorah. Just trap the clock. Um, the free the Yeah, that, all these letters are about Kriya Torah. Yeah, I mean Lachayra. The same would apply to both because, like I said, Alter Rebbe holds the Chiyuv is equal. Now let's look at today's source sheet. Um, let me find it. Okay. So the Ram, the, the Ramah says in Shulchan Aruch, based on the Gemara, Ushna be, uh, this is one of your favorite halachas, you can't hear, when two people speak, the halacha doesn't consider that to be hearing. Right? So obviously you're hearing it and you retain the information, but when halacha requires Shmia, we require you to hear it from one mouth, not from two mouths. Right? So therefore the Ramah says, two people should not read the Haftarah at one in one go. Two voices cannot be heard. So there is an obligation to hear the Haftarah. If two people are going to read it loud, you're not going to be able to hear it. Why would two people read it out loud? Well, what about if it shows that everybody right? reads it, you don't even hear the guy reading oh, it. Oh, very good. Like so, the, 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 the truth is that the Mepharshim explained that the Ramah is coming to say two things. First of all, you shouldn't have two people reading the Haftarah together. Why would two people read the Haftarah together? So, there could be many scenarios, which we may discuss some others soon, but basically, one of the cases which I believe I mentioned in passing once is that uh, Moshe speaks about we have two Bar Mitzvah boys in the same week, so can they both Twins. read? Well, twins would be another problem to give two brothers and Aliyah together. 
but um, the two bar mitzvah boys in the same week, um, to, uh, can they read the Haftarah together? Right? But the problem is they can't, because it's Tarikhan and Mishnah. The truth is, the Mepharshim also explained that Ratma also means to say that you shouldn't have one person saying half of the Haftarah and another person saying another half of the Haftarah, which has nothing to do with Tarikhan and Mishnah. Okay. Now, just one moment. <laughs> okay, so <laughs> just so two, pe- so two people shouldn't read. Two people shouldn't read the haftarah. Now, Lamaisa, what's the what, what's the minhagin shuls, right? So the I think, if you take. Ashkenazi communities, you could divide it into three customs. One custom is that the Balkaira reads the Haftarah aloud with the Shrub. Talking about, sorry, about Ashkenazi communities where, who are reading from a book. Soon we'll get to talking about those who are reading from a scroll. But those who are reading from a printed book, I believe there are three minhagim. One minhag is that the Balkaira reads it out loud. And people read along, and they're not necessarily listening to him, some are reading loud. Right, which would seem to be a violation of this din, because if other people, are, if if I'm reading loud together with the Balkaira, so then nobody can hear because Another minhag, which is prevalent in Hasidic communities, is that the 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 says the bracha, and then he reads the haftarah in a whisper to himself, as does everybody else, and then he finishes off. Yeah, the last few words he reads loud, and he says the last, the last brachas. Um, uh, what was the third minhag? I had them. I had three. Okay, I guess the third minhag is probably what, what I meant to say was was the Chabad custom, which we'll see soon, is that the Balkaira reads it loud, and everybody else says it. Remember, everybody else says it quietly, word for word, with the Balkaira. So, how do these minhagim come about? Now, the pastors. If there's a chiyuv to read, to listen to the haftarah, so if you have to hear something, everybody has to be quiet and listen. And the poskim are very busy trying to understand the minhag, the, the prevalent minhag. So, for example, look in Shari Ephraim, Shari it should be, in, 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 in uh, number seven. Shari Ephraim is the, probably, the most prominent poskim when it comes to the laws of Kriya Satoira, etc., he says like this, The main din is that the one who gets maftir, he alone should read the haftarah. People should say it with quietly. Why should they say it quietly? We'll see soon. But the, the person has to say it loud and everybody should listen. In our communities, the custom has become prevalent that everyone reads the haftarah together with the maftir loud. This is because of ignorance. This minik should be abolished because you shouldn't read with loud with the Valkyra. He says, one should um, create the minhag. The maftir says the after aloud. Just like the Valkyra in the Sefer and everyone should say it with him in a whisper. But if you can't institute this and people are going to read it with him loud, so you should get ten people to stand around the maftir, and they should listen to the one saying the maftir. It's not done either. Right, nobody does that. Well, you have to have ten people listening. Just like anything that's a dovish you have to have ten people listening. Kaddish, Kedusha, Baruch, you have to have ten people listening. So... Right, and <coughs> so what's this thing of reading with? What, what in general? Let's go back. We have to go back a step. Why? Why people reading with? Do you have to listen to the? You don't read with the learning. So here's a very interesting thing. It's brought up Pikabola and it's brought in the Pascal. The Morgan Avram, this is in source two, says, In the writings of the Arizal, it's brought down on Pikabola that it is not enough to listen to the after, you have to actually read it along. So that so Kriya everyone listens. 
the Haftarah everyone reads with, and that's why we encounter all these problems. You read with loud, you read with quiet, are you listening, are you not listening? Because I'll pick a bottle you're supposed to re- read with. So the Primogodim, for example, similar to the Shara Ephraim, says that everybody has to be quiet and listen. However, if you read it with, in an undertone, together with the Balkhira, in order to the Indian of Picabola to read it with, so then he says, so you're still listening, you're reading it quietly, so you're still listening. Now, one one of the reasons why I find this interesting is because when it comes to laning, Kabbalah says the exact opposite in Kriya Satoira. Now, there's which, there's a letter here, Midor Rabba Al-Dvar Kriya two-page letter written by the Rebbe Rashab, and um, in, encouraging people to listen to laning properly. And he he speaks here about how how not only first he speaks about how how important it is to be completely quiet and listen to every word of the laning, and then he says that even to read with the balkaira word for word, which al is mutter, because like we just said, you could read with word for word and still be listening. He says, but al pikabala, this is terrible. And he quotes it as ayar, um, the Sefer has to be heard from one voice and everyone should listen quietly as if they're hearing now these words from Harsinai. Anyway, a long, a long quote over here, but I'll pick Abala to read with... So some people, for example, you have to say Shnai Mikra every week, you have to read the Pasha Shnai Mikra Vecha Targum. So Amin is to do the Pasuk twice, the Targum, the Pasuk twice, and the Targum. But Al you could read the whole Parsha once, the whole Parsha again. And then the whole Targum. So many people have a custom that while the Balkaira is learning the parasha, they read with the whole parasha with the Balkaira, and then they're done once. But the Rebbe Rashab here says here, based on the Zohar, that that's inappropriate. You spoke by, by, by Chris O'Toyer, you're supposed to lane. Whereas it comes to the half Torah, so then I'll pick up all it's the opposite, that Yudafka are supposed to read it along with. Now, there's a tshuva from the Chassam Sofer, which is a, 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 a tshuva, it's a number eight. Um, it's actually a short shuva, but the fiyarach, the sources that we have here, it's a long source. And he, he's, he basically, he's trying to be melametzchus in the minhag. He's trying to understand where does this minhag come from to, to read along with the, the, the haftarah and not to listen. So this, this shuva, the truth is, this shuva would apply equally to both to the minhag of the chassidim, that the 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 Balkaira reads the Haftarah quietly and everyone else just says it along quietly and nobody hears anyone, or those min, uh, communities like I believe it's probably like that in shuls like Yeshura and etc. Where everyone reads it with and loud, nobody people are not makpid to do so quietly. And Hatzada Shavashabahen, the common factor between both of them is that not that in both of those types of minhagim you're not listening to the Balkaira because if if the Balkaira is saying it quietly, you're not listening. But the second one is that people say it loud. The Balkhira says it loud, but people read it along loud also. So in the first case, you're not listening to the Balkhira at all. In the second case, whilst you can hear the Balkhira, Halacha doesn't consider that hearing. So how does this fit with what it says in Shulchan Aruch that you have to hear the Haftura? Says the Chassam Sofer in source number eight. Because the truth is, as it would seem from the Lashon of the Ramah, that two people can't read the Haftarah, the Trei Kaloloi Mishtama. Sorry, this is the introduction. Okay, so he first, he first establishes the fact that Trei Kaloloi Mishtama, and you have to actually listen to the Balkan. So anyway, th- th- then, he, then he plays out a thesis. Now it's interesting that the Chassam Soifer's thesis is in, originally suggested to be Malamut Tzchus. Now, often we find that there's a, that there's a prevalent minhag, and the poskim looked. With, uh, there's a prevalent minhag which seems to violate halacha, and the poskim will try and be malamutzchus. How can we excuse this minhag, right? So, um, for example, a pihalacha, um, a father and a son shouldn't go to mikveh together, for example, right? But many people are not makbid. So, if you look in the forum, you'll find. Uh, let's try and find the psalimutzchus. Uh, other minhagim, certain things we were speaking yesterday, certain, some of the things which Shulchan Aruch says one has to do Zeichel Khurban are not so prevalent. You know, prevalent. So, Boskin, why, why, why do people not, right? But here, the Chassam Sofer starts off to be Malam but if you take on his thesis, then it comes out 
that not only is it okay to do it that way, but it's not okay to do it the other way, that you have to actually do it this way. And he says like this, there's a halacha which we mentioned last week, Dvarim shebichsav i and vice versa. We have Torah shebichsav, which is Torah Nevi'im Ksuvim, and everything else is Torah shebalpeh. Torah shebalpeh cannot be written, um, cannot be, shouldn't be written down. Now, nowadays, we write Torah shebalpeh because and Chazal saw that if without transcribing Torah shebalpeh, it would be forgotten, so we write it down. Vice versa, you're not allowed to say Balpeh. You're not allowed to say Apostle Balpeh. Now, we're not going to go into the whole sugya of Dvarim Shabbat Savi Yatarashi Amr Balpeh now. But there's many um, conditions as to when this halacha applies. Yeah, we say the whole time, we say Psukim without reading it inside. Um, it's actually interesting that if you listen to the Fabrengans of the Rebbe, when virtually possibly whenever the Rebbe quotes a Pasuk, the Rebbe says something a bit inaccurate. Perhaps, I could, I'm suggesting that perhaps the Rebbe especially did this so as not to be saying a Pasuk Balpeh. But there's a whole sugya about when you are not allowed to say Allah about a Pasuk Balpeh. There is an opinion that, you know, that saying uh, the, the prohibition against saying a Pasuk, a pasuk Balpeh, by heart, is only when you're saying it to be Maitzi the Rabbin. When I'm saying a Pasuk to, to fulfill everyone's obligation, so then it's a prohibition of saying it by heart. So if I'm, for exa- if, I'm, if I'm reading the Megillah, for example, I'm not allowed to say by heart, because I'm saying this Pasuk to be Maitzi the and therefore I have to read it, the Pasuk inside. That's introduction num- number one. Introduction number two to the Chassam Surface thesis is, that, what does it mean to say something Balpeh and to say something Bichsav? To read something inside or to read it by heart? So, the Chassam Sofer understands, and again, we're not going into all the details of the Sugya, but the Chassam Sofer understands that that to say something Bichsav, to say, read something inside, means to read it from a kosher a kosher writing. What's a kosher writing? It has to be written on parchment, has to be written with suit, has to be lines on the parchment, has to be written with dioi, with a certain type of ink, has to have the crowns. You have to read it from, from a Tanakh. Tanakh is a Sefer Torah, a Sefer Nevim, a Sefer Ksuvim. When you read it from a Chumash, he says, from a printed thing which has the trop, which doesn't have the tagging, which doesn't have the right, our letters are not the same shape, the Ksav Ashuris, that's tantamount, he says, to reading it Baal that's not about reading it by heart. No. He says, some cipher. Nowadays, the minhag is that we read the math, they're not from a scroll, but we read it from a printed chumish. So, he's reading it about The bafter is reading the thing about How could you read after about peh? So he says, the answer is Pasha, get everyone to read with. Like this, nobody's being Yotza from the Maftir, they're all reading it themselves. And if you're not being reading it to be to be anyone, you are allowed to say it about peh. And therefore, he says the minhag, and so this would explain. Would you be allowed to make the bracha then? Oh, so, so that's a good point. The Alter Rebbe, we mentioned last week. Uh, let's finish some sefer. Oh, okay. Making the bracha loud, then you're reading the her quietly, and then you make the bracha again loud. So some sefer would say that the, 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 there's two things. He would, I, I think that some sefer would explain this by saying that there's two things. There's a mitzvah to hear the haft- to say the haftarah, which is a some, some form of, it's a communal obligation on one person. In other words, it's a communal obligation, but one person fulfills it on everyone's behalf. So, therefore, you make the brachas. Uh, last week, we kind of said that the idea of the Torah is really the seven brachas. Because you don't have a hundred brachas, remember? So that <coughs> no, that's why you have to listen to the, after, yeah, no, the brachas of the Torah. Yeah, yeah. But... but, but so therefore, that would be the brachot of Haftarah, but the actual reading of Haftarah, he doesn't mind if it's if it's done like that. Now, if you remember, the Alter Rebbe said yesterday, last week, of course, the Alter Rebbe, where he discusses the whole thing about whether you have to read it from a Megillah, or you could read it from a printed Chumash, and he says the whole discussion is only about printing it. Are you allowed to print a Chumash with Haftarah? So that's the discussion. When it comes to reading the Haftarah, he says there's no problem, you're allowed to read it from a... In other, 
if you're not allowed to print a Chumash, then you can't read the Haftarah from the Chumash because the Chumash is not printed. But once we've established that you're allowed to print the Chumash, right? So then, he doesn't hold like the Levush that, the, that you're supposed to read the Haftarah from a Klav. The Haftarah is allowed to be read from a, from, a, from a printed Chumash. And one of the things that the Rebbe says over there, Shalom, is that it's, it, 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 it's counterintuitive to suggest that one could make the bracha on the Haftarah on the Chumash if the Takana was to read it from a Megillah. Right? Similar to what you're saying now. But the Chassam Saif understands, and this, is, this would seem to be, or at least this may be the, and the reason for the Minhag of many Chassidim that they all read the Haftarah quietly, because then they don't want to run into a problem of Dorm Shemichsaviyat Arashalam Rambal Peh. That is the, and, and this would also explain the Minag in other shuls, where they're not makbid, that everyone reading the Haftarah along with the Balkara should do so in an undertone. Now, let's come to the Alter Rebbe Shittah. <coughs> Look in <coughs> source number four, which is Sifud Aleph. Oh, sorry, I might as well just mention another side note before, which is just again something that you reminded me of yesterday. Is that there's a halacha which is source number five? Alter Rebbe brings it in all the paskim that you shouldn't take away the sefer haftiras from the person from the maftir before he's finished the brachas afterwards. Because when you say the brachas, the four brachas after the haftira, you're saying it over the haftira, and it's appropriate that the sefer from which you said the haftira is still there in front of you. Now, this is perhaps one of the milas. It's just a practical thing, it's not an integral mila, to read it from the Haftarah book, because there you have the brachas in the book. If you read it from a chumash, and then you take your siddhah to take your Haftarahs, in the meantime, the shamash of the shul is already collecting up all the chumashim, and yeah, so, so that's just the thing. Okay. Says the Alter Rebbe, see if you in source number four over here. The person saying the haftarah shouldn't start doing the haftarah, saying the haftarah until the person rolling, dressing the haftarah has finished doing so. So that the person doing, dressing and rolling the haftarah should be able to understand and listen. It's not just that he should be able to hear, he's supposed to be ta- paying attention, should understand and listen. It is an obligation upon everyone in the community to hear the Haftarah. Just as it is to hear the Haftarah, the Pasha and the Sefatarah. Therefore, you shouldn't have two people reading the Haftarah aloud um, in unison. Because two voices cannot be heard simultaneously. So therefore, only one person should read after. However, some have the custom for a reason which is known unto them. This is a reason. This is a phrase that the Rebbe always uses introducing a minhag al pi He always says mitama yodu alohem. Whenever the Alter Rebbe says something pi kabbalah, mitama yodu alohem. This is a kabbalistic reason which the Shulchan Aruch is not the forum to elaborate on. Um, I just added here in the brackets that. Even whilst there are things in the Alter Rebbe says in Shulchan Aruch, many things are pikabola. Yes, yeah, not, not all of them are our minag, but this particular one is actually quoted by the Rebbe in Sefer Amin Hagim. So this is an, the official Chabad custom to do to do this kabola thing. That they don't rely on listening to the haftarah from the maftir; they themselves read the haftarah. And they hear the brachas of the Haftarah from the Maftir. Okay, let's stop there for a second. So, we have here a conflict. On the one hand, so you have to hear the Haftarah from him. On the other hand, yeah, the Alpi Kabbalah, you're supposed to read it yourself. So, he's, the concludes, You have to make sure not to read the Haftarah loud, read it in a whisper. Why? Because like this, you can be listening to the maftir as well. Until now, the Alter Rebbe has said nothing new that any of the other... We saw this in the Prima Godim, we saw this in the Shari Ephraim, more in the Prima Godim. You read with, quietly, so you're not disturbing others, you're listening to the Aftira, and you also have the Maila al Kabbalah that, you, um, that, you, that you're reading with. Now, the Alter Rebbe then adds in parentheses uh, five very important words. Milo b'milo im ha-maftir ayin simon kuf Read it quietly, word for word, with the Maftir. See chapter 183. 
This it doesn't say in the other poskim. This is the Alter Rebbe's addition to the, to, to the discussion here. What's this thing of reading it word for word with the mafter? Now, first of all, what does this mean? Practically speaking, somebody has after so sometimes the person's going too slow and he's cutting and you're in a rush. You know, so you just read up the after. No, you have to read it word for word together with the mafter and then listen to the brachas. What does it say in chapter 183 in Simon Kuf so again, this is another sugya which we're not going to get into all the details, again, beyond the scope, but I want to give a, 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 a brief uh, over, uh, a synopsis. Simukuf Pegimel are the laws of benching. Now, when you have a Muslim, so one person makes a Muslim and everyone benches. The original Takona of Zimun, and we're not going to discuss why we don't do this that way today, but the original Takona of Zimun is that one person... He says, Rabbi Yisrael, and everyone answers, and then he benches loud, and everyone says it along with him. Uh, sorry, and everyone is Yotza from him. So only one person benches, everyone listens, just like just like somebody reads the Megillah for everyone, so the Zimun is that one person benches for everyone. That is the Takona of Zimun. Says the Alter Rebbe in, in Hilcha Zimun, look at source number 6, it's appropriate for everyone to say benching word for word with the person who does the zimun. Even the entirety of each bracha should say word for word with the person saying the zimun. Not everybody is going to be able to pay attention to each word that the mezamin says. If in middle of benching he will space out, he will space out, and he will miss a word which is integral to benching. Right? There's many words in benching which if you don't say that word, if you don't say the word al you're not yet to benching because it's, you have to mention Torah in the in the second bracha of benching. So if you'll miss one word, you won't be going to benching. So say it milo b'milo with the person saying like this. Even if you skip a word, you've said it. So I'm benching loud. That's your the takana of Zimun is that you're supposed to be yotza benching by listening to me. But in case you might skip a word, say whisper word for word along with me. Now, so so if you well, so I'm going to skip the next line. Now, so, so what have you accomplished? So now you're benching yourself. So just bench yourself. Why do you need to say it word for word with me? Even though the takona of Zimun is that you have to bench, that everyone benches, fulfills their obligation of benching by one person, Zimun is Chazal instituted Zimun to be in a way that one person benches on everyone's behalf. But if everyone's benching themselves, that's not called a zimun, that's not what Chazal intended. Says the Alter Rebbe, and here's the key line. Because everyone is saying the benching together, and the key words over here are word for word, that is considered in halacha like one benching. So, if all four of us, five of us, are saying benching together, word for word, we have both. We, we've, we've covered ourselves on both grounds. On the one hand, because we're saying it word for word together, it's as if it's all one benching for everyone. But on the other hand, in case you skip a word that you're spacing out and not listening to the person who's saying it loud, so you've said it yourself and you're covered, right? The same applies. There's other places where the same thing applies. Megillah, so it's discussed by Megillah. It's not the mice of the minute is not the minute is not like that by benching. The minute is not like that by Megillah either. If you have your own kosher Megillah, yeah, but it's discussed in Paskim. If somebody is following along the Megillah and putting from a chumish, from a, not a kosher Megillah, from a printed chumish, so there's also a discussion. If you read it word for word with the Balkaira, so you're okay. You make sure you won't space out because you're reading it yourself. Ah, you're not reading it from a Megillah. It doesn't matter. I'm saying it word for word with him. So my my reading it and his reading it um, be, uh, become uh, to one, yeah, the opposite of Tzvei Kolo Leib Yeah, It's combined into one thing. Another time where this is relevant to Lamaisa, and again, not the topic for today's year, but I'm sure you've encountered this idea before, that if somebody is late in davening, 
and the chazan starts chazar sashats. So you can start chazar sashats with the chazan, say word for word with the chazan, and like this, you could also say kedusha together with the chazan. Ah, you're not allowed to say kedusha in the middle of, of Shmuna Esra. If I'm in the middle of if I'm in the middle of Maidim, and the chazan saying kedusha, do I stop Maidim to say kedusha? Absolutely not. Right? So how can I say Kedusha Middle Shmuna Esra? Because when I'm saying it word for word with the Chazan, saying it loud, it's as if me and the Chazan are one and the same. Says the Alter Rebbe, I have to hear the Haftoira from the Balkaira. If I say it with him, Milo Milo, if I say it with him word for word, so then, I've, uh, then I'm covered. Say I have the Indian of that I'm supposed to say it myself. And I also have the other thing that I'm, I'm listening to the Balkaira because saying it word for word is not a, is, is, me and the Balkaira become one. That is the Alter Rebbe's take on the issue. Now, if any of you have ever davened in a shul in Eretz Yisrael, I, I mean, there are shuls in Chutzar, it's also like this, but it's, I've seen it more in Eretz Yisrael. So many shuls in Eretz Yisrael have a Megillah, an actual scroll for the Haftarah. Why is that in the middle of Eretz Yisrael? I assume because in Eretz Yisrael, many of the things from the first Ashkenazim who came to Eretz Yisrael were the Talmidi Hagro. And the Gro held very strongly, was very pro the scroll. So they, it seemed, I would imagine that they, they, that's why it's instituted in Eretz Yisrael. And the Mishnah Bura, I don't think you were here last week, the Mishnah Bura also is very strongly in favor of the scroll. So f- f- the custom has become in Eretz Yisrael, and many shuls in Eretz Yisrael, they read the Haftarah from a scroll. No. no, so the Balkhari, so the way it works is that somebody makes, and whoever gets maftir reads the brachas, says the brachas, and then the same Balkhari who prepares the lady has to prepare the haftar also, and he reads the haftar aloud. Now, but did he have of them? I was once one of the minion factories in Yerushalayim is called Zichr Moshe, which is, um, I don't know if you know what, which parts of Yerushalayim you're familiar with, it's quite central. I was actually then in Mayanot, and I needed to catch a minion Mincha, it was a fast day, and I went there for Mincha. And over there they read from a scroll. Now, I'm, re- I'm saying the Haftarah, uh, I, I, and I'm with my Siddha, and I'm saying, and like, I'm a few psukim in, and I notice that I'm the only person in the room reading along. And that's when I notice that he's reading from a scroll. So the Minhag is, in, I believe in all communities, that when the Balkhira reads from a scroll, so then the Balkhira reads it loud, not like by the Chassidim that they whisper it, and everybody else is quiet and listens to him. Why is that the Minhag? Because the scroll is, is when he's reading from the scroll, right? From oh, because when you read it from the scroll, when you read it from the scroll, so it's the the, the original takana, according to those opinions, is that you're supposed to read it from a scroll, and therefore, if in other words, let's let's go, let's look at it the way the Chassam Sofer looks at it. Yeah, why does everyone read with? Because reading it from a chumash is a tantamount to reading it by heart. When is it the problem to read it by heart? If I'm being right, see everybody, so everyone should read it with. Here, you have all the minors. The guy's reading it from a scroll, so there's no problem of saying it by heart. I, instead of reading it along myself, I'm going to be yotzei it from him by listening to him, so everyone be quiet and listen to him. That's the minak. I want to say, suggest, that for sure, according to the Alter Rebbe, this minhag is wrong. And it, I, I, not it's wrong. It's not, it's, it's not our minhag, yeah? It's not wrong, there's nothing wrong with the minhag. That's the shitter, that shitter. But for us, for Lubavitcher, who follows the rulings of the Alter Rebbe, if you go in such a shul, you should definitely, you should read the Haftarah with, obviously in a whisper, not to disturb other people. And even more important, not to disturb other people because they're not reading it themselves, they're only relying on the Balkhara. There's no need to be in your face conspicuous and all that, but there's no... Yeah, why? For two reasons. The first reason is because, like we discussed last week, according to the Rebbe, there's no value in reading the Haftarah from a scroll more than a Chumash. The whole discussion of the scroll versus the Chumash and the Alter Rebbe was how you're supposed to print it, how you're supposed to publish the Haftarah. Once the Haftarah is published in the Chumash, the Alter Rebbe says there's no value to reading it from a scroll. Right? So if you want to go with the shit of the, of the Vilna Gaon and the Mishnah Brura, for example, who hold that the best way to do it is from a scroll, then yeah, that, then, then, then I hear. But according to the Alter Rebbe, where there's no value to reading it from a scroll, so then there's no need for that minhag. However, I'll say even more than that. Even if you want to go with the shit of the Gra and the Mishnah Brura and others, uh, that, and the Sofa, that you're supposed to read it from a scroll, but the Alter Rebbe said if you read it with him word for word, that's as if you're him and he's you. Right, that, right. So when you hear the Haftarah reading from a scroll, you're not. Even if you want to say, "Oh, I want to hear it from the Balkhira because I don't want to be yoked to those opinions who say that it's better to read it from a scroll." Good. So you're reading it from a scroll. So, so by reading it word for word with the Balkhira, you've heard it from. It's as if you've. It's as if you've read it from the scroll. Yeah. 
right? Why is, why, why is this so important? I believe the reason it's important is because, there, because there's another thing, besides all the halachas of how you're hearing it and how being yotze it, there's another thing which the past can bring, the Alpi Kabbalah, you're supposed to say the Haftarah. So all of those people who have that minak that they don't read it with the master when he's reading it from a scroll, whilst Alpi Halacha, they're covered by Alpi Kabbalah, they're missing this Indian that you're supposed to read the Haftarah yourself. Why they so they'll, they'll say that their 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 minhag will claim that alpi halacha it's better to be quiet now and therefore halacha overrides kabbalah. However, I'm saying that according to the Alter Rebbe, alpi halacha it's perfect also. So if you read with the Haftarah who's reading it from a scroll, it's perfect according to the Alter Rebbe. It's perfect both alpi halacha and alpi kabbalah. Question: Yeah, the kabbalah aspect of it. Is that dafka at the same time that the chazan is reading it, or you can do it Friday night or Shabbos morning? No, the the the, the, Kabbalah, the Kabbalah aspect is not to re, is to read it with the balkar. Yeah, shaloi die. The lashon of the Magen Avram is ein die b'shmiya sahavteiras alatzaros zorichlikris mitoycha seifer v'habrach v'sishma mehakira. Right. Um, okay. Uh, that's that's the main pieces of today's trip. Um, I wanted to yes. Why is there no value to the scroll? Because we discussed this last week that the Alter Rebbe, the Alter, it doesn't say. In other words, the Mishnah just says that you read the Haftarah. So some Paskim understood that when the Gemara says you read the Haftarah, the assumption is that you read it from a scroll, and therefore they assume that the Takana was to read it from a scroll. The Alter Rebbe says no, there was never a Takana to read it from a scroll. The Takana was to read the Haftarah. Now there's another problem. You're not allowed to print a Chumash. You're printing a Chumash, you're printing vowels. Vowels are Teresh You're not allowed to print vowels. You're printing the Trap. The Trap is also Teresh You're not allowed to print that. Right? But, so, that, so, so therefore there's a whole discussion in the Postcom and in the Alter Rebbe, which we discussed last week, that you're not allowed, are you allowed to print a Chumash? Are you allowed to print a Chumash which doesn't have, are you allowed to print a book like we have which just have the Haftarahs and doesn't have a whole book of Yeshaya or a whole book of Yermia or a whole book of the Prophets? But the Al-Tarebbe emphasizes and underscores that that discussion is all a Shaila for the printer. Once, right? And Eislas is Tashem and it's a, the Maisa we pass and everyone, the Maisa, everyone passes that you're allowed to do that. Nowadays, everyone passes that you're allowed to print a Chumash with the exception, the Magan Avram, perhaps seems to say that nowadays that printing is cheap, so it's better to print a whole safer, not just that week's after, print the whole book of the prophets. But besides that, all the past commanders say that it's perfectly permissible to print a Chumash. So the Alter Rebbe says, once it's permissible to print the Chumash and you have the product in your hand, there's no need to go, there was never a Takana to read it from a scroll. The whole reason that they used to read it from a scroll was because they had to read, they weren't allowed to print Chumashim. Before they, they, I mean, they didn't have printing presses, but they weren't allowed to write chumashim. Once they, so they, they weren't, where do you read it from if not from a, if, if you don't have chumashim? You only read it from a scroll. But once we're allowed, then we have the chumashim. Dr. Rebbe says there was never the takana was to say the after there was never a takana to say dafka from a scroll. I don't mean chas There's no value to the scroll. It's a very holy object. But there's no value in terms of the the extent to which you fulfilled your obligation of haftera. So why did the Rebbe have a haftera? The Rebbe has a lot of things. The, the, the fact that he has it doesn't mean that there's not yeah, 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 I don't know. But if he yeah, two questions. Yes. Yeah, he had a lot of first uh, one from different Torah. Wasn't it a minhag that the Rebbe would always give after? Yeah, it do was. Torah. Okay. Second was uh, the Yemenites, up. if they can afford it, they always read from the scroll. Plus, they do the Targum. Nobody else does the Targum anymore. But right. they always treat from the school. Right. Right, so that's their minute. Yeah. Okay. Now, we still have a few minutes officially. So, I don't know. I want to, I want to say like this. If you look on the last page, I made a copy of a letter. There's this long letter, which I showed you before, a two-page letter of the Rebbe Rasha. Now, in the top quote on the page... There is a note from the Friedrich Rebbe telling the history of this letter. The middle quote on the page is a letter is a mimer actually from the Friedrich Rebbe, and the last quote on the page is a letter from the Rebbe. All of which underscore the great importance of paying close attention to the learning. I'm not going to read the whole thing, but I'm just going to take out segments. First, I want to read you the history behind this letter of the Rebbe Rashab. So the Friedrich Rebbe writes like this: This letter, the Rebbe Rashab wrote on Thursday, the second of Sivan. Tov Reish Nun Vav, that's 1896. 
on Sunday, Erev Shvuas, Reb Shmuel HaKosev, Rashach, it's Reb Shmuel HaKosev, um, he made many, this was a four photocopy machine, so they had a stressful person who was talented in writing, who produced many copies of it, and they hung this on the Bolton, on the Bolton boards all around the shul, and this, my daughter, this letter, this notice, made a very strong impact, and on Erev Shvuas, on the first day that it, this letter was um, publicized, there were tens of copies of these letters made for the guests who had come to Lubavitch, to the Rebbe Rashab, for Shavuos. I have to understand, in those days, to make tens of copies was a lot of hard work, right? On, mon- on the second day of Shavuos, HaChosid Ragad, now I don't have here the footnotes, and I forget who Ragad is, but one of the Chosid of the Rebbe Rashab came to thank the Rebbe Rashab, and he said that the Chosidim are very grateful to the Rebbe for having created this tremendous inspiration about listening to Kriya Torah according to Halacha, listening closely, not talking, etc., etc. And the Rebbe Rashab answered him as follows. The appreciation for having, um, to show appreciation for having inspired you about a poil, to have to do a good thing, who have poil mamish. In other words, if you want to tell me you're grateful, be grateful by being quiet during leaning. And it is barur hadava, here's a very uh, thing, but it is clear, asher the one who listens to leaning um, according to halacha, so besides for the fact that he is fulfilling the will of Hashem, the very so besides for that, the very fact that he has respect, the the covet that he is being mechabed the Torah, the Torah itself will be rachim Will the Torah itself will, will will arouse mercy for him and on his family, both his spiritual well-being and his physical well-being, and then. I think we'll, uh, I'll just leave you the sheets. I, th- I encourage everybody to take these, this sheet with you and to read this segment of a mime of the Friedrich Rebbe and a segment of the letter from the Rebbe in which they discuss, the, first of all, the importance, but in, specifically in the Friedrich Rebbe's mime, the tremendous benefit that, and brachas that a person gets from listening to Kriya Satoya properly. And the Friedrich Rebbe also spells out the opposite of not this, if the effects of not listening to Christopher properly. I remember as Bakr being told that, that like you have no idea what it means for you and your family physically, but being quiet and not saying one word in Christopher. Not that I keep it, but I I recall at that point it was like can't talk during Korea. It's right. really vital right, right. to, uh, to the health and everything. Right. Uh, you just reminded me something, but I lost it. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah, I'll come back. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, I, it's something, I appreciate the help. It's just it, when this thing's going on, it, I have to always retain what I'm going to say next. And, uh, it just disturbs me when this thing's going yeah, on. Did I just disturb you? No, you didn't. You came in here. I, 